Aloha. Welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson. Coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful Big Island of Hawaii. Yes. Yay. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Seemingly so. <laughs> This idea of there being consequences came up really big this week. I was so excited to see that arise. You know, it's as if people need consequences. You know, we as parents are conditioned to believe that our kids need consequences, as in they need us to give them consequences when we don't agree with their actions and that carries over into this idea of needing to give friends uh, lovers partners bosses employees everyone consequences right and it seems like because our mind is conditioned and it's projected out in time It seems like we really can't live without consequences, without giving out consequences to ourselves and to other people. Because then people would just step all over us, right? Our kids would be a total disaster. They'd be running all over the place. This is the story we've been given. This is just the story we've been told. And what we've learned and what we've taken is true. So it seems reasonable to say that. It seems reasonable to say, if you don't give your kids consequences, they're going to turn out to be little assholes and you're going to be pissed. (laughs) You know, you're going to be pissed at yourself for not giving them consequences. So, you know, for me, I just wasn't scared of that. I wasn't scared of that kind of outcome. I was more called to just experiment with it. I had my mom telling me, if you don't, discipline those boys they're gonna walk all over you so my boys one's 19 one's 13 now and there's no walking all over me it's not like that at all and it's not like that in any other aspect either people do not need to be given any consequences and There are no consequences in the world. It's not actually possible for you to give anyone consequences, but you believe you can. And in that, you also believe that you deserve consequences and are afraid of them. And because of that, you perceive that you are getting, for instance, the consequences of your action. There is no, there are no consequences of your action like that because the action and the consequence are both part of the same projection. They're both part of the same thing. It's the same illusion. One thing doesn't, uh, doesn't cause another thing to happen as it appears because it's being projected. So I had a friend reach out to me because she sees me as a leader in the community. 
And she also sees that it, she, she thinks she sees herself being abused by people, like this group of people, right? And she's telling me kind of like, I'm obligated. Like, basically, you don't love me unless you do this. You don't love me unless you help me give these people consequences because they're abusing me, okay? And so I was like, oh, thank you. That's a, that, that's a good one. I love it. I've got a sense like uh, there's obligation, trying to make me obligated, trying to hook, right? It's not the other person, though. It's my mind. It's not the other person. It's not the friend. That friend is doing me a favor. I'm interpreting that friend in a particular way to bring up a particular feeling. And that's why I'm thankful to the person. The person is perfectly perfect in heaven and all protected just like I am. I'm just having a dream of a person trying to hook me like that. So I leave the person out of the situation, okay? I leave the person completely out of it. It's my mind that I'm dealing with where I'm having a perception like this. So the person tells me, I want you to watch this video and not, you know, in a way like I, again, I'm ob obligated to watch a video. And so I took a look at the video and I said, in 20 minutes, okay, you know what? I'm going to check that video out. I'll get right back to you. So I go in and I check out the video. The video is all about narcissism. And if someone is a narcissist, what you're supposed to do, according to this video, is give them consequences so that they stop their narcissistic behavior. So I'm looking at it when it first starts, I'm like, oh, okay, one of those, as if the narcissist is outside of you and you're responsible for reforming the narcissist <laughs> by giving them consequences. Okay, that, all right. I was about ready to turn it off, but then I go, okay, I'm just gonna like watch how I feel as I watch this and have fun with it, right? So I'm watching it. And it's talking all about how the narcissist will do this and that and this and that and what you should do is how you should cut them off, how you should take their out of their whole situation. And it occurred to me, I'm like, holy shit. The woman who told me to watch this video is playing out the narcissist role in my perception right now. This is very interesting. <laughs> So, and, and at the same time, I know it's my perception, so I know it's not her, right? So she's, she wants to know what I think about the video. I'm like, honestly, when I watch that video, I get the sense that you're the narcissist, and actually all those people that you said were abusing you, they just did all the shit that that lady told them to do. And, and then I go, but I know, I, I know it's not really true because it's my perception. So I know it's not really true that you're like that. Um, and she didn't really understand when I said that. So she came back and said, would you be willing to prove to me that I deserve these consequences? And I go, no, you don't deserve any consequences. I don't think you just got what I said. <laughs> but there's consequences. They have to go somewhere. They have to go so somewhere. Where will they go? <laughs> right, 
Right. Oh, she's definitely perceiving that she's getting some consequences from these people and calling it abuse. And, you know, uh, you can call it all kinds of different things. And, and, you know, it is a perception that demonstrates what self-abuse looks like. Yeah. It's basically self-abuse. If you perceive yourself being abused, that's what self-abuse looks like. Okay, that's a, that's a representation of self-abuse in the mind. I love you. Thank you. Because I appreciate you. Because you become conscious of it. What's that? Because you become conscious of, it, of the abuse happening. That's or, right. Or, or being perceived of, as what is. Yes, because, because when you get the perception that you're being abused, that comes with a feeling, yeah? There's a feeling reaction to that. That is your cue that you're thinking against yourself. That's your cue right there. If you got a reaction, it's not because of that thing. That thing didn't make you feel like that or whatever a person said or, or didn't do or whatever. You know, it, The reason you feel like that is because you think against yourself. There's so much thinking against ourselves, you guys. It's just going on all day long. And, you know, you really can't stop thinking against yourself until you're aware because your mind learns what effect thinking against yourself has right now in this instant. It's not a matter of judging yourself and trying to get your thoughts right. It's just watching what does that thought believed feel like because the thought itself you know you could say the thought itself is neutral without any belief attached to it it's just passing you know there's plenty of thoughts you know that might be automatically believed that occur to me but I have I have kind of a developed a knack for seeing the thoughts that are occurring to me and get a lot of comedy and entertainment from them a lot of the times you know, it's funny how our conditioning is. It's just funny. And a lot of what, and, and a lot of what our conditioning that plays out, it sounds like our voice talking, it goes unnoticed. It's kind of like flying a little bit under the radar. We kind of notice it. It's, uh, it, it's uh, resulting in, our, in, in how our, our uh, energy is playing out in the field. You know, it's changing how our energy is playing out in the field. Yet, we don't quite want to be aware of those things. And it goes deeper and deeper, you guys. As you look at it, you start to see more and more on how it is we think against ourselves. For one, if you think that anyone has ever done anything wrong, that's thinking against yourself. If you think someone is doing something wrong, that is thinking against yourself because you made that image. You could say that that image is part of you and you cannot hate a part of you and also love yourself. It's not possible. And here's the other aspect to it. No one's doing anything. So that's why it's thinking against yourself in another respect. No one is doing anything. And if you make it as if anyone is capable of doing anything, you're going to perceive that it's been done wrong and someone is at fault 
and consequences are deserved. So now we have a system where we have jails and prisons and all that stuff to prove that we need consequences. And look, we have prisons. If people do something wrong, like if they murder someone, we just lock them up in the cage, maybe kill them, maybe do something like that. The silliness of it all is you cannot contain energy like that. You cannot. For every murderer that you lock away, you make a million more murderers. It's just, if they're not all playing out right now, they're extending time to be played out. Uh, Yeah, you know, you're just making a million more instances of the same thing. I say a million kind of loosely, but it is, it's like a a projection that just goes. It just scatters everywhere. I'm going to try to contain this sickness we get this virus thing we're trying to contain it inside of a mask (laughs) kind of trying to contain ourselves in homes for a while you know it just doesn't work that way and it projects sickness this trying to contain it projects it trying to contain anything in the world actually projects it okay it's not it's not um it just doesn't work that way it's not going to the actual cause. See, if you, when you think that sickness is caused by a virus, you're missing the point. Even if the science showed that sickness was caused by a virus, which it doesn't, it would still not be caused by anything in the world. Yet, there's this need to believe that things in the world are fearful because that's how we get our identity, okay? There's this need for believing something is fearful. So here's what turns up, you know, if you're not afraid of the virus because you're, you know, you're, maybe you studied some, uh, some science or health information real deep and you're just not afraid of the uh, virus at all, you're going to find something else to be afraid of if you're attracted to fear, see? So, and so whenever you're afraid of anything, like I have a friend right now who seems to be afraid of magnetic substances in our body and the food and everything, okay? Um, maybe more than one friend like that. Um, and, 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 uh, and then friends that are afraid of vaccinated people. I was just in the jacuzzi with a vaccinated person this past weekend. I am so stoked to, to report. <laughs> that it was totally, totally awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and, the, and I think the most awesome part was just to be able to have that connection, knowing that that is the, uh, the fearful thing that's up in the field right now. Oh my God, don't uh, be around vaccinated people. What if we get in some nice warm water with them and then we rub their bodies and we float each other and do stuff like that? How about that? <laughs> that be okay and, and and the thing is the reason I'm not afraid of getting sickness I'm not afraid of getting spike proteins or anything like that is because I know it can't happen unless I'm authorized unless I've authorized it for it to happen also I'm not going out looking for it I'm not going give me a fucking back vaccinated person so I can French them you know I'm not like going out trying to get the action it, it just like naturally occurs and it's like and, and it's like there's no call to, like, try to get out of the jacuzzi. 
you know, and then there I am in the experience and enjoying the experience. See? So it's, uh, it's like you're not trying to tempt the ego to watch. I'm going to prove that none of this stuff has any effect. In fact, I'm going to get on the roof and jump off of it. You know, it's just like allowing things to arise as they do and watching where the calling is. Here's the thing, you guys. You're called in every moment. You're called to the next thing in every moment. You're always being moved forward in the dream. You yourself, you don't move at all. So why should any of the movement concern you, right? Uh, and you're being called. So when you resist the calling, when you resist it, like if, if I was um, really committed to the belief that I should not be around people with spike proteins going on, and especially not in some warm water with them, even though I was feeling called to stay in at that time, I might have scared myself into getting out of there. See? So it's just allowing the calling to be what it is and not using fear. Because, you know, I shared last week, you're either being called by the spirit or by the ego. And it's which one are you listening to? One is moving off of fear. And one is not. One is just sharing. It's just love. It's just compassion. It's just extension. It's, uh, it's complete safety. You could say it's your safety. You know, because nothing's going to disturb your peace. Even if you find yourself with some weird illness that can only be caused by sitting in a jacuzzi with vaccinated people. <laughs> you know, you're content so no one gives a shit. Really. I mean... The thing about this, this illusion, it's not to get things the way you want them. I was telling my friend today, my harp teacher, you know her. Yeah. She can barely see. She's like really blind right now. She had a LASIK surgery and apparently the LASIK surgery caused her to be more blind than she was before and no glasses even work. And, and she, you know, it was like the third week of having a harp lesson in a row. And she goes, excuse me. I'm still blind. And she didn't look like she was super stoked about that. And I go, and I go oh, well, that's awesome. You're going to be rich and blind. <laughs> and, she's like, and she's like, yeah, it is awesome. I go, you don't need those fucking eyes. All they do is interpret nonsense. <laughs> that's all they do. They make images out of nothing that you don't need. And, and, and you know, that's the thing. It's like, I don't need them. It's not like I'm going around stabbing them out because I know I don't need them, right? It's just you knowing you don't need anything that you seem to have in the illusion, that is your protection. How do you get to that consciousness? How do you embrace and integrate that consciousness that you don't need anything of this world? It's just allowing yourself to be silent in the midst of thinking that you need someone, something or someone, someone wanted to come out, uh, somebody, you know, you need somebody uh, I've heard who's dead to be alive. I just can't believe they're dead. I just want them to be alive. Well, they're not dead. Here's the thing. You're just preventing yourself from knowing that by your belief that they are dead. So... It's all what we make. It's all what we make believe. 
So our communication, even before we, we think we know each other as bodies, like we see each other's bodies and we recognize them and we think we know them, our communication is unbroken for eternity. We're constantly communicating. We get the perception that we can only communicate when we have a means of communication, like we have a body, because we think that's a means of, it's not. We're communicating way more at a different level. We're communicating way more than that. The communications that we apparently see, that's just playing on the surface. And you know what? We're totally in love with each other. We completely are, are in love with each other. There is no such thing as fear. You know, there is no such thing as other or separate or anything like that. That's how we communicate under this surface level of perceptual communication where we only communicate in terms of special love. In the perceptual world, all we've got is this specialness, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. What makes a problem for us is getting attached to it, okay? And instead of just letting the special love to play out, you know, like when we, uh, when we think we know someone through the particulars of our lifetime, we tend to grow attached to their particular form. So in just watching and holding the attachment in a gentle place, letting there be compassion for what that feels like to be attached to a particular body or personality or keeping it around. The opposite of attachment is, is pushing them away, wanting to push, push them away. So in as much as we seem to have attachments to people, we're going to seem to have that resistance too both to those people that we seem attached to and to people that we don't seem attached to. We only just want them to go away. We only just want them to be eliminated from our perception. You know that feeling? Like you only just want, if that person would just be eliminated from my perception, everything would be so much better. For some people, would, you know, what I've heard a lot, a, lot, a lot of, that would be like Dr. Fauci or Bill Gates. <laughs> like if they would just be like eliminated over here from my perception, like if they were just out of the world, then the world would be that much better. That's just the same as attachment. It's the same kind of thing. It's making you out to be as if you're an object in the world so that you don't see that you're actually projecting the whole world, even those images that seem like you need them or you don't want them. That's the same thing. And another thing is no one needs you. No one needs you. Not in a special way or anything like that. You could say the whole world needs you as you are, which is perfect, and they've all got it. It's awesome. So that eliminates the obligation thing because anything done via obligation is making more illusions. Anything done via obligation, it makes it into a sacrifice and sacrifice is fear. 
Sacrifice is, has no association with love whatsoever. But we've been taught that it does. It's just like that thing that says you got to give your kids consequences. It's that thing, you know, if you love someone, you got to make sacrifices. See, this is the kind of training that we have. So basically, love is pain. Love is pain. You have to make sacrifices for love. And that, that, that's just not how love is. And, you know, here we're learning what love is. We don't know. We've been taught that it looks like this. If you love people, you'll do this. Just like my friend who, who said, if you love me, you will do this thing. You will help me give consequences to, to these people, you know. And it's like knowing that that's your own mind, it's like you could just express to the ego, you don't have interest in special love. You know, there's no, you know, there, there's no, I have no interest in that. I have no interest in special love. I have no interest in uh, conditional love. That's not interesting to me. So I can't be obligated by someone telling me, if you'll love me, you'll do this. And also, if I heard myself saying that, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I would be like, just kidding. <laughs> Probably right after that. If you love me, you'll take out the garbage. Right. Just kidding. That can't be true. And, and, you know, I do. I find myself uttering something in it. Oh, that can't be true. Fine. Let it, let it just come out naturally. You know, it's not... It's not for trying to impress other people with your spiritual whatevers. Um, it's all the other people that are perceiving you are really you. And it does not matter what they think about you or anything. It just, just really doesn't matter because they are you. And the only reason they seem to be looking at you is because you want to have their perspective. <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun. <laughs> so, you know, and and and, and let yourself let yourself uh, perceivably make mistakes, but don't carry them. Don't make it like uh, uh, like like you're, you're you deserve any consequences for it or. You should do it better. Don't hold it like that. Because one thing that you don't see, here's what you don't realize. Whenever you think you are making, uh, you made a huge mistake, you screwed something up, whatever, that has the potential to be your greatest learning experience. It's put there on purpose. It's not personal. You never did anything. Okay? You're viewing yourself. You're not doing the things that you seem to be doing. You're viewing yourself doing those things. And in viewing them, you have a choice between making your doership real or accepting the peace that's being offered you in the moment. And you know, the willingness looks different depending on how much you can see in the moment. You know, it's going to look different. It might, it might just be, I hope that peace is possible. That's a choice for it. I hope that peace is possible. Because that kind of hope delivers you 
to the spirit's mind. I hope that peace is possible. If you can't say, I know that peace is possible. I hope that peace is possible. And the thing is, is that it is possible and it's your destiny. So the spirit's like, oh, really? Is that your hope? Okay, well, let's show you some things. You know, uh, it's, it's like, but, but it's like we cut off the guidance. We tend to cut off the guidance. We know that peace is impossible. We think we know. So when we think we know, we can't have the spirit imposing on us. It's not like that. We have free will. That's what free will is. It's not free will to do whatever you want because you're not doing anything. <laughs> the free will is <laughs> the, the free will is how you're going to take it. So you can take it like uh, there's no way peace is possible here. Not while I'm perceiving, for instance, I don't know. I don't even know if this is actually something that people perceive happening, but I know they're, they've expressed fear of it. You know, even if you have a perception that they're nailing down 12-year-old kids and shooting them with injections and stuff like that, and, you know, you feel that strike some fear in your heart, that is an opportunity for you. What seems to be arising in the world, that's an opportunity for you. If you need to be moved in a way that is... Uh, appears to be helpful in that regard or I don't know some kind of activism either even I had that experience um, you will all it is all it is is opening up you know you have a, a feeling of empathy empathy automatically right so you get the perception say you get the perception oh they're taking these people who don't want to be vaccinated and they're shooting them with all these vaccinations right and you get that perception it brings up all this fear within yourself that is for healing. That's not for making that into something. The empathy that arises can just be given to your inner guide, a kind of like a gift. Here you go. Oh, you feel that. You know, you feel that, and you just give it to your inner guide. Your inner guide shines the, the true perception through you. So you can be helpful in a way that's not buying into illusions being true and multiplying more illusions. See, uh, if you allow the ego to guide you to helping when you have the perception of some empathy, if you allow the ego to guide you in that, hel that helping, all you're doing is making more of the same. You may look on the surface like you're making the greatest progress. You're really nailing it. You know, you're knocking them down. You're getting it so the students can go to school without getting vaccines now and different stuff like that. It doesn't matter. Because the sense that that illusion was real in the first place was the sense that you went forward and through all those actions with, that's the sense that's projecting more illusions and extending time in which to play out more illusions where you could play the hero and they could play villains and there could be victims and we could just like do this thing millions of times like we already have. So it's like, why? I mean, What's being called of us right now, especially those of us who are getting a perception as if the world has gone insane. 
Okay, the world hasn't gone insane. It's been insane all along because it's a projection of your insane mind. Isn't that so fun? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so in observing that, all, all I'm being called to do is forgive the freaking world. Forgive the world for what it didn't do, but what I made it out to do because I wanted it. I wanted this awakening. I wanted this feeling. I wanted this sense like things are closing in, like freedom is being restricted. I wanted this sense so that I could see what's causing me to have this sense, you know. And in the moment, in the moment, you can get such profound relief that you never care again about any of this stuff. You're just careless about it. In the moment, you could. And you could be called to play out some things where the teaching and learning is happening all along. Mind energy is attracting for the purpose of learning all along. All along the different mental trails that we take, these different mental journeys, going nowhere, meaning nothing, just giving opportunity for more and more awakening, a deeper sense of the unity that we are and more connection with the truth that we are. So we overlook the surface illusion. Say someone's being rude. Someone's in front of you being rude, okay? Why am I perceiving them as if they're being rude? I have to be making that interpretation. It cannot really be true. So I don't treat them back as if they're freaking being rude. Like they deserve consequences. <laughs> like they deserve some consequences for me. You know? And, 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 and you know, I found myself in a situation before where it really seems like the person is fucking being rude to me. And I know they're not. I'm sure of it. I'm certain. <laughs> they're not freaking being rude to me you know what? I have a problem. I seem to be perceiving you as rude and I'm sure you're not rude. Maybe I need to talk with someone else in your company. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> you know, and it is, it's fun. It's just funny. It's funny because you know, you know, you're just telling the truth. They're not actually being rude to you, you know? And at the same time, you're if you're perceiving a person being rude, that person is basically calling for love in your name. Mm. So it's like not making them out to be what you secretly want yourself to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's basically. <laughs> and you're, you know, you're afraid of, basically, if you like to perceive yourself, and here's the thing, we make these false images of ourselves that we want other people to see us as. So if we want to be perceived as a person who is kind and gentle, then of course we're going to be projecting the rudeness to someone else. Okay, of course it's going to be out there. So it seems like it's separate from me. Okay, all the rudeness I know is coming from my mind. Okay? I don't judge myself for that. <laughs> that's the thing. And for a lot of people, that's the difference. That's a difference. That's a big difference between me and them. 
because they're they're taking it as if if they are rude to themselves in their mind that that's something bad like they need to fix it or something like that it's not like that it's only being projected outward so that you can see it because you're secretly hiding it from yourself you want it to be projected out there that's why you have so much gratitude for that person that is allowing you to project that onto their consciousness their beingness to make them out into something that you need instead of seeing them as they are and you only need to see them in falsehood like that because there's something to be healed and there's so much thinking that's been done to build up this world look uh, you're, you're you're perceiving a world where like we could sit around it seems like we could sit around it seems like our bodies are separate it seems like we can do stuff and have consequences it seems like we can hurt each other murder each other lock each other up we can make each other feel good and bad we have invested so much energy and effort into propping this up as if it's our reality people actually say get in touch with reality and they're talking about illusions they're talking about an illusory world they're saying get in touch with reality you know it's like if we're not willing to see that the illusions are illusions that the illusory world is an illusory world how can we see through it how would we be able to see through it if we're not if, if we want to believe that it's real I've heard of a way of looking that um, there's two worlds there's two real worlds there's this material world and then there's the heavenly world or whatever the other world is and the thing is this world is not here it's like a dream so like you dream you, you dream a dream at night like you don't have to do anything in the dream you're watching a show of yourself being done it's the same it's just the same it's not going to make you into a, a, I don't know, a sloth. People are afraid of that. Uh, lazy, laying around, fondling yourself. <laughs> Maybe just getting high all day, playing video games on your phone, which I love. <laughs> you know. It's not like that because you can't help it. The, the activity arises automatically. It automatically arises. You can't really help it. You're going to be driven, you know, into, because of the thought of separation. You're going to be driven. And through the being driven and, and having all your different experiences and stuff like that, even like balancing your checking account or something like that, you know, there's learning occurring. And, and, you know, when you're open to it and you're not resisting the learning, it's easeful and it goes way, way faster. So, for instance, for years I've had resistance to doing my taxes. Like, that was a thing. You know, even just thinking about it is like, oh, man, why do I even have to do my taxes? If it weren't for the freaking IRS, I wouldn't give a shit what the bank account balance even says, you know? And just feeling victimized like that for years, maybe like more than a decade, maybe two decades, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, just kept on going through it year after year. And I would only do it once a year. I just let everything build up. It's on credit cards. Once a year, put it all in there. Okay, 
Here's where I'm practicing right now. Watching all the thoughts that arise, the victimized thoughts about the IRS, right? Um, why do I have to do this? Why am I not hiring someone to do this? Why doesn't my husband do this? Why am I not married to a husband that takes care of this shit? You know, it just goes on and on. It just keeps on top. And I'm watching it while I'm doing the taxes. I'm watching what the thought is, how it feels. What's the thought? How does it feel? That's all. That's how the learning takes place. It's awareness. You're noticing what's the thought, how does it feel? So then naturally, organically, at a certain point in time, I don't even remember how it unfolded, but all of a sudden, some broad's doing my taxes now. Like for years. Like, uh, you know, she's just like every month, I can look at my books anytime and it's all current. And uh, the taxes are done. And there's just, and it's not like, it's not like there weren't people who could take care of that all along, but there weren't for me. There, it wasn't there for me because it, I wasn't ready for it yet because I needed to get some experiences out of it. See, that's how everything is. Everything that you have a perception of yourself. So my goal wasn't to get to the point where I don't have to do taxes. See, that's a, what I, yeah, what I refer, refer to as the spiritual manifester. That's where, okay, the goal is, I hate doing my taxes. I want someone else to do my taxes. That's the goal. So I put the goal out there. The goal, not being peace in this moment, it doesn't really matter whether you get someone to do your taxes for you or not because the same upset energy is going to rise in another form. It's kind of like playing that game, the carnival, carnival whack-a-mole. You know that one? You whack-a-mole and then another mole pops up somewhere else. So it's the same thing. When you go, okay, I'll just fix this problem, and then I'll feel better. And, and, you know, I'm not saying you won't find yourself apparently fixing problems. Also, watch. Watch, what, watch the relief that you get, the apparent, you know, surface level ego release that you get. When you think, ah, oh, thank goodness that problem solved. That dog that used to bark next door finally called a pound on him got him out of there. Now I don't have to listen to that dog bark anymore. Something else is going to get the same emotional reaction out of you. That's why many years ago, I stopped trying to get noises and things that seem to be annoying me. Right now there's roosters. It's really fun. There's three roosters in my yard. My husband's telling me, uh, yeah, I really need to kill a couple of those roosters. And, um, and I don't really feel like doing it though. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's looking at me and you know, I noticed those times, like I'll be maybe on the phone or something and I'll hear three of them at one time, but I don't feel like I need the roosters to go anywhere. <laughs> like I don't need to feel like I need to put any pressure into that situation because when the rooster makes the sound, it gets a particular reaction out of me. I need that reaction. I'm not minding it. Um, and they can just like have it however, you know, can go. So my, my son, I have a 13 year old son and he is ready to get all the vaccinations, including the COVID vaccine like yesterday. Okay. So, and so I go, oh yeah, you want to get vaccinations? That's cool. You can get vaccination. So his dad goes, no way. Uh, uh, no, he's not getting any vaccinations. 
unless he goes and he gives me a list of all the ingredients in the in the vaccination and he and I make sure that he knows what the ingredient side effect is before I let him get a, a vaccination. So I'm doing the school. My 13 my year old son also has only been to school for two weeks when he was six years old in his whole life. And now he's ready to go to eighth grade. So I'm sitting there with my son and, and I'm filling out some of the paperwork and I'm, and you know, I am so out of practice on all that school paperwork too. I haven't done it in so long. And, and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, so now it's asking this and it's asking, oh, vaccinate vaccinations. Okay. I just need a form for that. He's like, or I could just get the vaccinations. And I'm like, bro, you got to talk to your dad. All you have to do, all you have to do is list, list those ingredients and make sure he knows. So you could just go talk to him and he knows, tell him, okay, dad, I'm ready to, to know like, what are the ingredients and what are the side effects? And then he's going to allow it. The thing for me is I know that none of those things have any side effects, okay? I know that none of them have any effects, and I also know it's impossible for my son to get a vaccination unless he's authorized it, unless I've authorized it. Everyone who's perceiving it, we've all given it our authorization, whether we perceive that or not on the surface, surface of things. And that's why I'm immediately like, I don't mind. You know, I find that it's not for me, uh, at least up until this point in time. I have no idea what could occur going forward. You never know. I could find myself going, I'm getting a vaccine today. I don't know. Because any, any opinion that we form, any judgment that we form, it's based on our, our conditioning and it's 100% meaningless. Okay. <laughs> So, so it's, it's, it's just, it doesn't mean that. And look, if you look at both sides, each side thinks that they're smarter and better informed than the other side of any issue, any of them. So I'm sure that whatever the opinion that seems to be my opinion, because I know I don't really have an opinion, and I could even seem opinionated while knowing I don't have an opinion. You know, it's just really easy for me to drop it really fast. You know, I could play like I got the opinion, but then it's really easy for it to just be like, oh, never mind. I don't really care that much. <laughs> Who gave me this ability to form an opinion anyways? <laughs> just so I could have arguments or something? <laughs> it's not like it's, it matters. Is it going to keep me safe? No. No, it's not. My opinions are not going to keep me safe. And, you know, that's a, that's a big thing for people thinking that, oh, I, I'm, I'm blessed that I know that vaccines are bad for you. Because if I didn't know, I might be one of those sheeples that goes around <laughs> and gets a vaccine. You know, I'm blessed that I know that. And then at the same time, you got a vaccinated person. Thank God I'm not like those stupid fucking hippie people that don't get vaccine vaccines and they just like trust in nature and shit <laughs> eat organic my my sons right now both of them i have a 13 year old and a 19 year old and they're both pretty conventional and they love to make fun of me and i love them to make fun of me i just think it is so fun you know it, it's like it, it's like it, people are just people are just have these 
different, develop these different opinions and ideas and stuff. And it just doesn't matter. And the reason why I think it's so fun is because none of it matters to me. And, 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 they, and they love it. They love having, hanging out with me because they can just rib me, you know, and, and they, know, they know that none of that stuff even matters to me. And they can make fun of my opinions about things. They can make fun of me being natural, um, smelling like a hippie, you know. Neither of them want to smell like a hippie, and I have an essential oil business. <laughs> to them, that smells like a hippie. So they go and they get the perfume stuff. You know, all the stuff that, uh, that I, I learned and developed opinions on, apparently, from watching this movie called Stink, that these, uh, uh, that these chemicals in these synthetics are so bad for you, right? So I laugh because they'll be in the washer. When I get home tonight, they'll probably be in the washer. Uh, and, you know, the whole kitchen smelling really strong with, like that. And it just makes me laugh because I have the opinion... I seem to have the opinion anyways, that that shit kills you. Mm -hmm. And then there it is wafting through the air. And I'm like, this is just freaking awesome. Because <laughs> it gets a reaction. You know, you smell it. Anything, every perception, every perception you gets a reaction. You smell it, there's a reaction based on the opinions that have been formed only. Every time you get that reaction, your mind is learning that Fear is not even relevant. It's, not, it's unjustifiable. That's why there's a laughter. The fear is unjustifiable. There's no way I could smell a stinky-ass laundry detergent. Even perceiving it as being a, a foul smell. Even perceiving it, that's an interpretation. Even as perceiving it as foul walking through the aisle at the grocery store where they have those smells really strong in the aisle. You know, some people experience developing sensitivities to that stuff where they can't even go near the aisle or else they start feeling very ill. Mind projected. Mind projected. That does not mean that you don't take care of the person if the person is having trouble going to the, uh, to the aisle. Whether the person is willing to Accept that it's mind, pro mind projected. Be open to perceiving that it's mind projected. Doesn't really matter from your perspective. As long as you're not buying into it with your energy or resisting it or trying to change the person's perspective. See? Then you're not going into these relatings with this, uh, this sense of conflict, right? So it's allowing everyone to have their own way of doing things. And that's how I am with my kids. I let them have their own way of doing things. And for the most part, my husband is totally right along with that, except for the va vaccination thing. That's the only time where I heard him stand up. He's like, you know what? I just feel like I have to. And I said, hey, that's your calling. If that's your calling, you know, that's your calling. There's not, you know, he kind of, the way he said it, it kind of seemed, seemed like there might have been a little bit of defensiveness, like I might want to fight him on it or something. I'm like, no, no, that's you. That's, that's your calling. That's good. I, I don't mind whatever it is that anyone wants. Anyone seems to want in the perception. I feel like, you know, my husband... Uh, I feel like I need to go golfing every three days a week or something like that. 
go ahead. If it seems like things aren't getting done at home because he's doing something else, I'm going to get the feeling effect of that. Whether I'm not or not I'm with him isn't even any of my business. That's happening on its own. I don't have to make any choices in that regard. You know, that's just, that's just playing out. The mind energy is playing out. That I'm not holding anything against him. That I'm not holding an idea, some kind of image of how a husband is supposed to be. And holding that out for him and making him conform to that. That's what it's important to me. That, that's using the relationship for what I don't want to use it for. I'd rather use it, use it for finding a deeper sense of peace and relaxation and oneness and connection than trying to make it how I think it should be. And that's how the ego talks to you, you know? It's like as if you will find that peace and relaxation and comfort. If you could just get that person to like tweak themselves in this way, that would just make you feel so much better. It's just not the truth. That's the thing. You have to allow yourself to get that good feeling now with whatever it is that's being perceived. So it's not like, I hope this person will. So my son, my 19-year-old son, it looks like he is on the fucking ball. Like one driven little dude, right? <laughs> he's got like college going on. He's got a job happening. And he's all about the bod. So he's working out too. <laughs> and taking supplements and everything, right? He doesn't like go out and party. Like it seems like he's really conditioned and everything like that. So, and this, by the way, this is a guy who didn't get any discipline or punishment, right? Uh, and, and so, so one of his friends who went to school with him has a grandma and she came over and uh, she was talking to Blaze, asking him about what he's doing and, you know, and he's, and, and her reaction to hearing him was that her grandson should be doing way better than he is. You know, the mind just moves to comparison. It just moves into comparison. Her grandson should be doing way better than how he is. Now, this also is a kid who had a bunch of pressure on him to do better the whole fucking time. Um, and that seems to... Uh, seems to be a way of going through as if I should be doing better all the time and always being disappointed. Now I see with my son, the one who's doing all that shit that he's doing, for now, he seems to be still in the energy of I'm never doing good enough. Even though all this stuff, I'm never doing good enough. you know. And, and so with that, I just assure him that... That is a feeling that will stay with you just as long as you want it to. As long as you're going to permit it, it will stay with you. It does not matter. And, you know, that's a feeling that I could say is passed down because that's a feeling I've always had too. Not feeling like I'm doing enough, not feeling like I'm good enough, you know. And, and so the unwinding of that, I know for me was total laying around was it was just total laying around just like doing nothing and that was the calling at that time to lay around and do nothing which is really doing something but to my interpretation from my con conditioned mind i'm not doing anything useful 
okay? And also in that to also eat as if you're on some kind of a sugar ice cream binge. <laughs> you know, you get callings like that. You do, because it doesn't matter, all right? And eat as if you're on a sugar ice cream binge and to play video games, okay? It's like lay back and just play. <laughs> Yay. Playing in a way that, that isn't going to be interpreted by most people as anything that's productive or good. All the voices in my mind were not interpreting that. What I was doing, laying around, eating ice cream, playing video games for months on end, all the voices were coming up. Oh my God, you're never going to get your shape back. Your, your husband's going to leave you. Your kids are watching this. You know, what are the neighbors going to think? Are you ever going to make anything of yourself? And, you know, I'm like literally playing Angry Birds and <laughs> hearing these things occur and, yeah, laughing at them. Just laughing. It's like a, shoot another one of those piggies and laugh at that thought. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, a calling like that, uh, to, to lay around, play video games, eat ice cream, a calling like that is a, a really awesome calling to get. I was really happy to get it because I know that there's so many people suffering over thinking that they're not doing good enough that I could just lay there and allow healing to happen. It was like easy, really easy. It is really simple. I could just lay there and have all those thoughts in my mind occur to me and have a field day with them. And then at some point, the calling changed to getting up. Getting up, coming out of bed. Hey, everyone, what's up? Everyone's totally fine. No one's pissed at me. No problems. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a shit if I go back to bed and do the same thing again. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and no one can help it. So the thing is, what changes everything, what changes everything is willingness to be with whatever it is and allow yourself to see how you're reacting to the voices that are playing in the mind. It does not matter what you find yourself doing or what kind of energy you find yourself in. It makes me laugh every time I come up here for Wisdom Dialogues because I see the sign that says no alcohol, right? And, and like, it immediately goes back to that, I don't know, it was like two or three weeks ago where I'm over there getting buzzed in an apartment, right? <laughs> and I'm used to like not having alcohol. You know, I'm used to not having alcohol. I'm used to like coming over here, see a sign, no, no alcohol. I'm like, yeah, of course, no alcohol. Who needs alcohol? So I'm hanging out with some friends, old friends, you know, and they basically drink alcohol. That's what they do, like on the reg. That's what they do. Like they wake up and drink alcohol. <laughs> so, so, so I'm over there, we're having alcohol. And it occurs to me, oh my gosh, get I get those voices, those kinds of voices, like we're doing something wrong. It's a nice sunny day in Hawaii. Here we are in this little tiny apartment getting buzzed. What are we doing? And it's like, ooh, good one. 
It's like as if something's wrong with it. See? The voices just come. It's perfect. You always find yourself in the perfect situation to see through these reactions, these thoughts, reactions, thought, reaction. If you believe it, you get a reaction to it. You, you learn like that. Your mind learns like that. It's like learning not to, hot, not to touch a hot stove. So it burns. So whenever you make some kind of situation that you seem to be in into something wrong, you're with the wrong person, um, you're, you, you, shop, you shop at the wrong company. You know, sometimes like people see people feeling uh, shameful that they, uh, uh, they, they shopped at Amazon or something. I don't want my friends to see that. Shopping at Amazon, <laughs> supporting the giant, or or they just get a hankering for I don't know Taco Bell, and it's like oh, I don't want to see my friend my friends see me in the line at Taco Bell or something like that. Good, let that stuff come up. It's perfect for the comedy show. You know you're just you're you're just seeing it and you're laughing. It's just like automatically. I care I care what people think automatically, and you're watching the reaction to it. You learn from that because caring what people think puts you into this kind of box and it feels like something. So, uh, you know, I'll get the, I'll get the sense, I'll get the sense sometimes like I need to be kind of sneaky. Like the other day there was this, uh, this selection of donuts. My, my 13 year old son, you know, I, I shop on Instacart. Now, that's where they deliver your groceries to you. Here? Yeah. They'll probably deliver here. I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, they deliver your groceries. So I tell my son, just put whatever you want in the cart, and then I'll be paying for it. I did a new thing. We get groceries every Thursday. Just put whatever you want in there. We get groceries. Get the groceries. There's, like, two things of donuts. One of them's like, this big. There's, like, all these chips and Funyuns and candies and all this stuff. So I, like, put it away. Uh, and then And then I'm hanging out by the donuts. I'm like looking at the donuts. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if those will taste good. And then I go and I grab one and it's got the lemon filling in it. I, I always liked donuts with fillings, but it's got the lemon filling in it. I take a bite and I'm like, hmm. And I start to hear footsteps and I notice myself move <laughs> to try to hide the donuts. And I mean, you guys, this might sound like it's nothing. It's a big learning experience for the mind. It's huge. It's awesome. So you, you, you're, you're aware of it. You notice it. You just move to try to make it like you were not eating that donut. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good to see it. See, what the ego does is try to make the whole thing really guilty. So you like block it out. So you don't even know you did that. You didn't even realize it. So another time I'm sitting in the doctor's office, right? And the doctor's got my record and it's like, it's like this record of, of whatever I've been doing with the doctor, right? And so she goes out of the office. So I take it, I turn it around, I look at it, I hear her footsteps and I put it back over there and she comes in she's like, are you just looking at your record? And I go, yeah. And she's like, it's so funny that you would feel guilty for doing that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like you're not supposed to. It's your record. I'm like, I know, isn't it so silly? And you know, you just like get awareness like that. Like I didn't even realize at the time, you know, I don't know how many years ago, but at the time I was just like, uh, 
didn't even think any, if she didn't say that to me, I probably wouldn't even have noticed that I did that. If she, if I would have gotten away with it, if I would have gotten away with it, she, I probably wouldn't have noticed that I did that. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> so, so like I said, we put this kind of image for the world to see, like what we want the world to perceive of us. And you know what? It doesn't make a difference, you guys. So we're, we're really laboring for no reason. Because what we really want is them to have the perspective, whatever the perspective that they have. We want them to have whatever perspective they have. Let them have it. Give them the freedom to have whatever perspective it is. You know, I, I've, had, I've had people uh, almost, I see them kind of shift, like almost seem like they, they're going to decide not to like me, and then they change their mind because uh, they find out I eat raw meat. You know, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of my friends are vegan, and a lot of the times they'll be like, um, it, you know, just assume that I'm a vegan. Because they're vegan, and they only like vegans usually. And they've also learned that people who eat meat are violent. If they eat raw meat, that must be really bad. So, so you know, it's like what, the moment they find out, it's like there's a sense of, oh, my gosh. And then it's like, I see it. Ah. Ah. Okay. I could. Uh, well, since it's hope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're to let her get away with that. <laughs> I was driving a really big SUV, like the big Ford Expedition, you know, like you can't see around it if you're behind it. So I was driving around that big Ford Expedition and I was going to ecstatic dance back when uh, the red road would go all the way through and you can just cruise down the red road and you'd get to Kalani and go to the dance. So I pull up to the dance and I was just cruising it like, I don't know, 15 miles an hour, just enjoying myself, cruising around, get up there. One of my friends is there and she's like, I can't believe how slow you were driving and you didn't even do the courtesy of pulling over. And I go, you know, it did occur to me to pull over, but then a voice just said, no, it's good to stay in front of them. And she's like, well, you know what? Since it was you, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If it was anyone else, I was going to be really pissed though. <laughs> but you know that's just that's just honest it's like it did it, it occurred to me I, I saw it in my rearview mirror and then it was just like oh no it's perfect you know it's like how do I know what a person needs I have no idea I'm only listening to the calling I'm not listening to what I should do it's like automatically like it's it, it like I know it I know it. So, so how do you get in touch with that inner teacher that's constantly calling, that's constantly um, showing you? It's almost like your path, like lights up for you. How do you get into communication with that teacher? It's willingness to lay down whatever you made of the world. Whatever ideas, judgments that you have, what you should and should not do, what other people should do what your opinions are, the need to argue, any of that kind of stuff, because then your mind is quiet. And when your mind is quiet, you can hear. You can hear what the, what the Spirit's giving you. It's not like you're all rushed and like, oh my God, what do I do? Any confusion about what you should do is just 
a lack of connection. And really, there's no lack of connection. It's perceived lack of connection. And that's only because you're making what you made out of, out of it to be your reality and you're committed to it. If you're committed to it, there's no way the spirit can guide you because you can't hear the spirit's voice. Your voice is much louder. I've been doing this really cool practice just in the last week or so. Uh-huh. Because <clears throat> our heads, our brain, monkey mind. As soon as my mind does that, I jump to my heart. Or just, you know, just focus on my heart. And automatically I smile and I'm happy. Because mm -hmm. the thoughts just cease. So I highly recommend that. Or just focus on your, even a tongue meditation just noticing where your tongue is sitting in your mouth instead of thinking stupid things yeah it's, like it's a whole new a whole new awareness you're just being really in the present moment yes it's, the, it's, it's my thing yeah and my and thing. you know uh, really for me it's a lot like that too it just changes all the time to a different focal point mm -hmm. you know it's like whatever's resonating in the moment the breath sometimes it's the breath at the nostrils right but there, but there always has to be a focal point. Otherwise, I'm getting pulled away into all these various thought patterns. You know, it's like it's just a, a, some, some focal point. Just the general sensation in the body even. Um, the, the, the peace that can be, uh, can be experienced right now. This kind of like looking, in, looking within. Um, looking on any area of the, of the body. Some people tell me they cannot feel their body. I tell them, pinch yourself. And then just feel where you're pinching yourself. That's all. As soon as your attention goes there, you're not thinking about that thought. You can't pursue a thought and think about, being, think about the pinch sen sensation at the same time. So you put your po focus of attention on anything. The heart's a lovely thing to put your attention on to, Mary. Mm -hmm. and, 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 that could, and that could change from time to time just to keep it interesting, you know? Uh, who knows? It could stay the same the whole time, too. Um, doesn't really matter. As long as there's the commitment to, uh, to your willingness in the moment. To your willingness. And remember what I said earlier about, I hope I can have peace. I hope I can have peace. Because for, for the, most pe the most part, people aren't hoping for peace like that. They're hoping for something that they think is going to bring them peace. That's totally different. That's really hoping for more illusions. Okay? So, so, so that, that totally uh, sets you on a, on a path toward knowing your guide if you're just willing to have peace right now. Not like something has to change first. But if you're willing to have peace right now, no matter what it is, and you know, it's in the moments where you, it really seems like your peace is disturbed. And for, for, for all the time that we uh, spend in a day, we get hit with these waves, okay? And it's, it has us hoping for things in the world and also doubting that we're going to get them, okay? This other kind of hope, the hope for peace, it doesn't have an opposite. It's just 
is. When you, when, when you align with that, when you align with that, that's how you see how peace is possible right now. Okay? So all you can do, all you can do to, to block that peace out is think that you already know but it doesn't have an opposite. That kind of hoping doesn't have an opposite because it's not for anything in the world. It's not for anything of the world. You're going to be helped. That's how your will gets stronger. First you hope. And then your will gets stronger and then you just will it. You, you will it that Peace is available now. I will have peace now. Instead of this. But it's a choice that's choiceless too. Because it comes automatically out of seeing. It comes automatically from seeing that following what you thought it was Staying committed to what you thought the illusion was actually hurts. The only reason you're able to choose to pursue illusions is because you believe that it's going to lead to something you want. The only reason you can choose to make it as if you know that peace is not possible if it's like that. If that's the case, I can't be at peace. Not until I get that thing taken care of. Not until I figure out what's wrong with me. Not until I uh, find out what's wrong with my child. after I get done telling my child what's wrong with them, then it occurs to me all the stuff that's wrong with me. And it just keeps on going on like that. And then everything that's going on with the world, what the politicians are doing wrong. And then I get myself all worked up and feeling like I don't belong here. I don't belong in this world. And it's true. You're not, you know, this world isn't worthy of you, actually. But you made it up. Because you thought you needed a world where you could perceive yourself separate. So you can run there instead of suffer the punishment that you thought you deserved. Annihilation. It's at the bottom of all, the, all these thoughts that are circling the mind, this great fear of annihilation. And that's what makes us uphold the world. That's what makes us identify with thoughts of separation. That's what makes us identify with our opinions. That's what makes us want to fight, argue. That's what, that's what makes us want to uh, act out of obligation. That's what makes us want to put on a face for people. Try to be something that they might 
except this fear of annihilation. And we project it outward. We make fear in the world. It's so much less. Even the fear, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who express to me that they are afraid of the whole pandemic thing, like what they're going to do to us, the ones that aren't getting vaccinated, um, that, uh, like what they're, what they're going to do. That fear of that thing is so much less than that fear of annihilation. So that's like a really good comp- compromise, according to the ego. Look, we'll leave that fear out of here. We'll just give you these fears in the world. Oh, that sounds like a really good deal. And then I die at the end? Okay, yeah, that sounds like good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds way better than total annihilation. I'd rather just like run a bunch of lifetimes that mean nothing and die every time. That sounds good. But the thing is, you're not going to be annihilated. And that's basically the message that, that the spirit wants you to know. Um, because whether or not you're aware of it, you're upholding this world right now because you're afraid of total annihilation. So the message the spirit wants you to know right now is you are not going to be annihilated. Far from it. You're totally uh, celebrated. You're welcome. You've never been away. You've never really been away. You're totally welcome back into whatever you want to call it. Some people call it the kingdom of heaven. Um, eternity, eternal life, the truth, reality. Uh, you're totally uh, welcome back. Nothing's happened. You never separated yourself. You didn't miss anything. You didn't, yeah, you didn't miss any. Everyone's still here. <laughs> They're all part of you. They're not separate from you. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so, so that's what's making these fears in the world seem meaningful, and it's what's making this attraction to them to uphold them, to prop them up. Because if you lose these things that you oppose in the world, if you lose it, you're going to eventually lose the world, which is what you really want and also what you've learned to be very fearful of with the ego. Because as an ego, you've learned to be very fearful of losing this world. It's as if it means complete annihilation. And it does for the ego. That's the thing. It does. The ego ends there. The ego ends at that, at, at that point, okay? What the ego doesn't want you to, the reason the ego doesn't want you to know that is that the ego is also programmed to be attached to its life. Its life depends on you being fearful. The ego's life depends on it. And the ego will pursue you past death. The ego's great. Uh, yeah, you. here's the deal. I kill you, but you don't really die. You actually come back again. I just keep on killing you over and over again. And you're like, yeah, okay, that sounds way better than the other deal, which I thought was total annihilation, but I was mistaken. It's not that. The mind is so powerful, it can make illusions as if they're reality. The mind can hold it out as if they're reality and make people arise in your perception who corroborate your beliefs. 
had a, had a friend on. Uh, my new social media thing is called The Pattern. I freaking love it. I'm fucking on that thing in case anyone wants to join me there. Anyways, I'm on The Pattern. <laughs> the new angry birds yeah it's new, it. exactly. it's, this is the new angry birds uh, yeah definitely not having as much experience with it as i did angry birds that was literally like big blocks of time <laughs> uh, so so i'm on the pattern and i and i see a person post i've been getting the message that i'm stuck and two people just told me that i'm stuck how do I get out of being stuck? And I'm like, you're not stuck. You made those people like puppets to tell you that you're stuck. So you can imagine that you're stuck. Here, it's impossible for you to get stuck. It's wholly impossible. But your mind is so powerful that you could imagine you're stuck and then you can imagine that you don't know how to get unstuck. Isn't that amazing? And now you're in, now, now you're in a situation because you're stuck and you don't even know how to get unstuck. Now, uh, now what? Now what? Right? It, it, you made it all up. You said that you're stuck. So you can just get unstuck in an instant by just being willing to see you're not something that's capable of getting stuck. You can't. There's, there's only awareness. Awareness is not going to get stuck. That's a concept that we made up. And then we got other people, oh, you're stuck. I've had people tell me that the people in the community are telling them that they're out of integrity. And I go, you got to quit telling yourself that you're out of integrity. It's not like you have to get more integrity. That you're just going to be working, 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 working. <laughs> and people are still going to be telling you you're out of integrity. And then you're going to be like, why? <laughs> do I try so hard? You know, I don't try to be in integrity at all, and I never have people tell me that. Well, maybe I will now that I said that. That's usually how it goes. Hope you're out of integrity. Thank you. <laughs> I needed to hear that. <laughs> My son will tell me something like, Mom, you're so fucking fake. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> He'll be like, just kidding. I wanted to see what you'd do. <laughs> but, but it is like that, though. Um, when, you, when you realize whatever anyone's saying to you, you're making them say that to you. So it is really entertaining. Yeah, I love it. Mom, you're fucking fake. Whoa, thank you. Gosh, that's a good reaction to get. It's like really fast. How can you fucking think I'm fake? It didn't actually come out of my mouth, but that went really fast, like faster than I could say it. How the fuck can you think I'm fake? <laughs> but I, I can't even say it that fast. It's just like zoom. It's like, it's like it hits, and it, you, know, you know the feeling that comes with that, right? With that kind of thought. So it's like it hits. It's like a big punch like that, and I'm like, Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> That's what the triggers are for. Right? Like, ah, oh, thanks. Ah. Oh. Because you get the reaction, and then you get a deeper sense of peace through the reaction. So it's always like, yes. <laughs> Yay.
It's like, you're late. Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, we made up time and then we make people late. Isn't that fun? Yeah. You didn't get there at the right time. Uh, so, so a couple weeks ago, it was really fun. I had my, one of my employees in here. And this particular employee... I, I'm pretty sure she comes in after her scheduled time every day. I'm not going to say late because I don't really agree with that. But I'm pretty sure she comes after her scheduled time every day. Like every day. And sometimes it's way close to like an hour after her scheduled time. It's just hilarious. So, so I'm like, hey, I don't know if this is a thing for you or not. But if you're having the experience of yourself showing up late to something, you need compassion. And only you can supply it. You know, you need compassion that only you can supply to yourself. Uh, that's if you're, if you're perceiving it as if it's a problem. Only. If you're not perceiving it as, a, as it's a problem, you're not late. That's just what time you show up every day. If you're perceiving it as a problem and you're giving yourself a hard time and you think you should get more on time, maybe go to bed early, and stuff like that and you think that's where you need the compassion because you don't have a choice in it and if you're trying to manage yourself like that you're gonna get the perception that you're fucking it up because you you not you're not coming from a healed mind position you're coming from what i want to see i want to see myself do better at this i want to see myself show up at this time uh for instance my 19 year old son uh is like I want to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. I want to wake up at 6 o'clock and I want to do this and this and this and this and this. Especially, I want to work out first thing in the morning. Just get that right out of the way and then I can get on with the rest of my day. Um, and then he's waking up at 10, right? <laughs> so he ends up having his workout later on because he's getting up at 10. And it's like every day and it's the same thing. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? let it be what it is, you know that it would be fun to wake up at six o'clock and, and work out. Let yourself just know that it would be fun and have the feeling of it and let it be how it is. That's all. You know, it just letting it and, and being grateful for, oh, I woke up at 10 o'clock. Oh, ah, let's see if I could just be grateful for waking up at 10 o'clock. It's not really happening. You're not waking up at all. I mean, waking up from from your dream is still sleeping. So it's not like waking up from your nighttime dream, still asleep, right? So it doesn't really matter. What matters is how you're using that experience. Are you trying to manage yourself? Are you trying to manage all your actions and stuff like that? Or are you using the experience, the perception of yourself, for healing the insanity in your mind. Insanity is saying that you should be up at a certain hour. Meanwhile, I find myself up at 4 o'clock in the morning, every, just about every morning. Sometimes it's earlier, sometimes it's 2.30. And, uh, and I'm just like, ah, thank you. It doesn't matter to me what time I wake up. I, ah, thank you. Uh, just whatever it is, as soon as I open my eyes in the morning, ah. First thing, put that in, put that out, whatever you want to say. Gratitude. 
Thank there, you. Was there ever a time where you felt like you had to choose gratitude? Like you had to remind yourself to be thankful? Was there a switching point in which it went from, I feel like what most people are experiencing, which uh-huh. isn't immediate, like that reaction first right. thing in the morning, you know? Yeah, it's, well, first thing in the morning, um, before the mind comes in and tells you all the shit that you have to do, what day it is, who you are even, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're going to get a, like a stream of thoughts telling you who you are. First, first thing, yeah. So um, I don't know. At some point, uh, I just started waking up in gratitude. I wasn't trying to wake up in gratitude. I just see if I could have a moment before... Um, I started to pursue any thoughts about who I am or what I do or if I have kids and if I need to cook something or anything like that. <laughs> you know, I just allow myself a space of, sci- of silence and uh, it just turns to gratitude. It's a, a calm, peaceful, empty space before the mind moves to make anything out to be anything. And that's just automatic gratitude. So it sounded good to me that I would be able to enjoy that space before any words come to me, before any thoughts or words come to me. I just felt like that would be nice to enjoy that space. It sounded good. So then I just found myself in that space. It was the same thing with, uh, with the yoga, you know, I've, I felt like, oh, I want to have some yoga. That sounds really good to me. And I have a baby and it's breastfeeding and I don't have anyone to watch the baby. It's just me and the baby. Okay. So if I wake up before the baby and if I feel really energized, then I'll have some yoga. If I feel really energized and drawn to yoga, then I'll have some yoga. And, you know, I found myself practicing like five days a week at that time when I had a little infant and I was just kind of like wow interesting I didn't mind if I did or not I didn't even mind if I didn't lose the baby fat it was fine with me my husband is one of those husbands who I'm the most beautiful woman in the world no matter what Mm -hmm. I just like was like it it could just be all it could be So that concern was like out the window and having yoga just sounded so good. It just sounded so relaxing and so good and I could feel myself and, and it was just something that it was just all the time. It was like almost every day. It was kind of like, wow. And that's, and that's how easeful all of life and I was really being shown at that time. That's my 13 year old now. I was really being shown at that time that life is just unfolding and all we have to do is relax and let it occur. Even as he was being born, it was a painless birth. It was really showing me that pain is only an interpretation and it's an interpretation of fear. No fear, no pain. That's how that goes. So when the contraction would come, just that willingness to breathe through it and to feel the sensations of it, eliminate the fear, also eliminates the pain. I can still feel the sensations of it but it showed me anywhere I put fear or pain into anything 
or try to control anything or try to make myself do anything, that's where I'm, uh, I'm pushing, kind of like pushing against the uterus of the universe, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the whole, thing, the whole thing that makes the birth so darn painful is that that uterus is trying to contract, right? And you're fighting it. Well, it's trying to push a baby out. You're <laughs> trying to run away and like contracting your abs and stuff. You know, it's, like <laughs> it's just allowed to do that birthing thing. It like pushes. And that's, a, that's the same thing with anything that arises in life. If it's just allowed to do that and push and just like birth it right through, it just comes through. Now, here's the other thing though. You don't fucking know what you want. You don't. <laughs> Okay, you can feel, you can feel what feels good to you. You don't know how it should turn out. You don't know what you should get. You don't know how it should go. Uh, okay, whatever, whatever you get, whatever you get, uh, it's going to be exactly what you need. And you'll know that it's what you need if you allow yourself to see that. Even like the worst freaking, uh, you say like the worst freaking relationship that could come, right? You're in the worst, the guy's like punching you in the face. It's like the worst relationship, right? Like that. And, and, and you're going, God, this is fucking, I cannot believe how perfect this is for me. You know, thank you. No, thank you for punching me in the face. I know, I, I know I need that. You know, people, people don't, don't realize, you know, if you're of that kind of mindset, you actually have a really narrow chance of getting punched in the face compared to, don't you fucking punch me in the face. I will punch you back, you know. Um, but, you know, whatever it is that you get, it's, if you, if you were, are willing to go to gratitude, and basically that's just awareness, okay. So you get the feeling someone punched you in the face. You got the feeling you're like, shit, someone punched me in the face. You got all kinds of energy arising. Will you allow there to be peace with that? Will you, will, will you apply reason to that? Will you, are you willing to see that you made that person act that out for you? Are you willing to see that? Because that's where a great learning experience is going to come through that. And you know you're in the right place at the right time. You are meant to run right into that punch. <laughs> you were. And, 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 you know, here's the thing that's interesting, too, that, that, that you know, most, I think, psychologists won't agree with, is that, <laughs> no. I know, it's funny. It's like, what in the world? So, so it, is that you're not going to be more protected that way. You're actually going to be more protected if you're open to whatever it is that occurs. And, and, and here's the thing. You also can only stay with a partner who is apparently abusing you as long as you need to learn the lessons through that. You can't help it. You, you know, you, you get all these people on board and go, okay, we got to get you out of that relationship. Let's get you out of that relationship. Let's get you over here. Now you're over here getting some help. Guess what? That pattern is still there. Whether, it's, whether it doesn't play out in this lifetime, it has projected lifetimes for it. It did. And then let's make that guy out to be the scapegoat, right? This guy, he's the narcissist, okay? It, we're going to make him separate from us. He's not allowed to hang out with any of the goddesses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he gets no love. That's his, consequ- that's his consequence. 
Fuck that guy. <laughs> See, that's the scapegoating where you're like, okay. And, and here's where scapegoating came from. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, there, there's like this village and there was like this wise man in the village, right? And all these people uh, were like feeling so guilty. They were feeling so bad about themselves. So he did this ceremony where he put all the guilt of everyone was feeling it, all the, all the pain, all the remorse, everything into this goat and kicked the goat out. And then everyone felt better. That's where that term oh, scapegoat. Yeah, get the fuck out. Now you're evil. And that's what we're, and, you know, the guy, the guy knew that's what, you know, the, these, these feeble minds, they can accept that. Okay, it all went into the goats over there now. So that's what we're doing whenever we perceive, perceive something that we don't want to perceive within ourselves. For instance, selfishness, um, rudeness, uh, uh, what, what's that one I was just saying? Narcissist. Narcissists. Thank you. No one wants to actually be the narcissist, but they sure as fuck want to see them, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to see the narcissist. It's like, that's a narcissist over there. I can point one out. He's probably a narcissist back there, I bet. You know, just like making shit up, you know? It's like, it, 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 and, and, and we hope to see it outside of ourselves so we don't see it inside of ourselves. So we don't know that we're the narcissist we're the ones carrying all that kind of uh, whatever we want to project outside because we were afraid. That's all. It's all innocent. That's why I don't judge myself. I had one friend um, tell me, okay, I could tell that you're still judging me um, uh, because she said, because I said, you know, if you'd like, I could meet with you and that other person and we can talk about what kind of patterns are at play here. And she goes, well, it seems like you're still partially judging me. That's a way of looking at it like it's like like it's not inside of me though. If it's a, if it's if it's a pattern, it's a pattern. Let's look at the pattern we're playing. If it seems to be like like we have some kind of conflict, let's look at the pattern we're playing together and let's see, you know, if the person is into it. If they're not into it, that's useless. Get over <laughs> here and look at this. This is the pattern you're playing with me, you know if they're into it um but that but you know that really clued me in when she said you're still blaming me because you know she wants it all to be their pattern and not her pattern and that really clued me into that that's very common to blame yourself if you're playing a pattern and you guys that's something that's an opportunity for healing right there where you're blaming yourself for playing the pattern look if you're perceiving another person playing a pattern with you, you are playing the pattern with them. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're not doing it wrong. You're playing the pattern because it's good. It's good for healing. It's good for healing the mind of this illusion that we can harm and be harmed. That we can actually harm one another. That's an illusion. That's why I like the getting punched in the face scenario because I know no one can actually harm another person, but we can make illusions like we've been harmed by another person and then blame them for it. We can make an illusion that our loved ones have been killed by a person and then blame that person. If it weren't for that person coming around killing my loved ones, then now I have to hate that person. (laughs) One girl told me today, uh, 
kind of took me off guard. I was like, wow, whoa, uh, <laughs> trippy. So apparently, apparently she got a, a, a breakup. She was with this cute dude, and, um, and I know him, too, really well, and they're both really sweet. And uh, they, they got a breakup, and I guess they can't be at the same party or something. And, and I go, it's okay to keep on loving one another or something like that. She's like, no, no hope. Love is a very strong word. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, and it occurred to me, it's love or it's fear. So love, if love is too strong a word, then fear is the default. I love you or I fear you. There's not anything in between. And, and that's, a, that's really an attack on myself. And, you know, then that's how, you, you know, you'll kind of see like a person carrying this down energy, kind of like a down energy. They've been beating themselves down, thinking that this person is not worthy of love. This person is you. They're, they're asking for love in your name because you can supply what seems to be missing. And through that, you can learn, you can discover that this world was never here. You never left reality. And it's all love. Everyone's here to help you. That's why it's gratitude, everything. Because everyone is here to help you. <clears throat> so you guys probably know, uh, I'm still cruising around without a mask everywhere I go. Um, I, I, don't get, I don't get a lot of... Um, even conversation around it, even though I'll be going places like uh, go, to, go to government offices. The other day I was in uh, with some state government guys doing something with the Kilauea thing, you know, because my house was taken by lava in 18. And uh, no, the guy's just chilling. He's not wearing a mask. Another person is wearing one. No one says anything, right? And then, uh, and then where else did I go? Uh, oh, I went to the school. So my son wants to go to school, right? And schools, they seem to be like, they're just all freaking fast up, right? And I'm like, you know, offering to email stuff to them because I'm not sure they want to see me. <laughs> they're like, no, I have to see you. Oh, okay, I'll come. So I come and, you know, they're all masked up and everything. No one says anything to me. Nothing. Not a thing. It was just never mentioned. Just not mentioned. And, you know... The thing is, uh, uh, another, another aspect to all of this, too, is that there's a sense like you have to comply, do your kuleana, all that different kind of stuff. So a lot of people are automatically doing it because they don't want to have the eyeballs on them judging them. You have been bad. You're dangerous. You're killing people uh, standing there breathing free breath is killing people actually you know the the calling for me it hasn't changed you know I'm open to wearing a mask it's just the calling it hasn't changed <laughs> people go are you going over there without a mask yes I'm going over there without a mask you know worst case scenario maybe I need to stand six for three back six feet back and frisbee it to her frisbee the paperwork over her. <laughs> how bad can it be <laughs> I'll just make fun of it <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make light of it. Uh, yeah, your son hasn't been to school in all those years, 
And, you know, it's like, it, it, it's like I'm like, no problem. What's he been doing? He's been on the computer, mostly. <laughs> He's ridiculously smart. Uh, he, don't try to tell him anything, because he'll correct you. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's right. I haven't fact-checked him, but, but he definitely seems like he's on to something. <laughs> so, so he decided... He decided he what school he wanted to go to. He went and toured them. Not that they'll let him they'll let him on campus when it's uh, you know COVID season. You're not allowed to come on campus when there's kids there. But after the kids are gone, you can go and walk on campus. So he walked on the two campuses, and then he decided on Kaiau Middle School as opposed to Pahoa. So why do you want your son to go to Kaiau Middle School? He wants to go there. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're not used to hearing that. As parents decide, right? As parents, we make the evaluation. Evaluation. Well, this is more convenient for me, or uh, it's on my way to work, or I think it has a better curriculum over there. I like the teachers better. I'm not the one going. I'm not the one showing up. When my son was, was uh, four years old, I took him to check out a preschool, right? We go up there, we check out a preschool. And, uh, and they know we're having a day, we're checking it out. So at the end of the day, they're like, what'd you think? And I go, oh, I had a lot of fun. Oh, so are you going to enroll him? I go, I don't know. I'm going to take him back home and, uh, and see, what, see if he likes to go or not. And the lady starts lecturing me. She goes, you are the parent. You're the one who decides what your kid is going to do. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not the one who has to go to school. Here he does. <laughs> like, wouldn't, he, wouldn't he have a say in that at all? <laughs> Mama knows best. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's, it's just interesting to be uh, play in the field where there's a there's a perception that things are supposed to be going a certain way and to be doing it that different but with aloha not like you guys are doing it wrong that's cool everyone's everyone finds out like they have have their own uh way i'm not going around trying to get people to uh, let their kids make their own choices my son was a kid a little kid and he used to play on the roof i wasn't telling parents let your kid play on the roof. It was really good for them. You know, it's just, a, it's just what the calling is in the moment. It's like, oh, of course, you know, and, and um, also eating whatever they feel like eating. That's another thing. I develop these opinions, right? I develop opinions about what people should be eating. And, and, and maybe I might develop opinions on what young kids should be eating. Maybe they shouldn't just be eating peanuts and uh, pizzas and donuts in my mind. Maybe they shouldn't, right? Uh, the thing is, that's not up to me. I don't try to take responsibility for that. I let them have whatever it is that, that fancies them. And I'll tell you, I have a 19-year-old right now, and he was the exact same way as the way the 13-year-old is, where he would just get big boxes of donuts and he'd eat all these Lunchables and um, this cereal and uh, milk that's not raw because we have raw milk. Um, like that all the time, people would tell me, oh my God, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is the worst. 
And uh, one day he goes, yeah, mom, I think I want to eat healthier. I'm going to start running around the house, do that stuff. Start, starts running around the house. Next thing you know, he's working out. Next thing you know, he's eating what he deems is healthy. It's all the same. Really, it's all the same. Really, you guys. I'm not kidding. It is all the same. It doesn't matter. Um, it, uh, it's, it's true. It doesn't matter. And we're making it as if it does matter, and that's all that's going on there. We're just making it, we're just making it into a thing. So I don't make it into a thing for my kids. My kids get their experience, they get, they get the experience themselves of what it is, and then they decide, and that's how the same way as I am with everyone, my, my, my spouse, okay? I don't try to tell him what he should be doing and what he should not be doing. They do according to however they're called, and I am doing whatever it is according to how I'm called, and that's all, and there doesn't need to be anything else added to that. So people are allowed to be happy. That's the main thing. People are allowed to be happy. And they don't, they don't know, they don't really know what makes them happy. They're experimenting with different things, right? And ultimately, they're going to find out that their happiness comes from nothing in this world. And it doesn't really matter. Uh, but there's no need to interfere with the things that they're experimenting with. They're having their experiments in their own time for their mind expanding, just like each of us are. So we don't, we don't need to try to control that or try to manage that in any way. We could just let it all be natural. It all unfolds fine. I get comments all the time from people. Oh, my God. Hope. Uh, how do you do so much and and you're and you're having and you're having fun and you seem like you're relaxed well because i don't have pressure on myself also i hear oh my god how do you always get to relax so much mm -hmm. it just depends on what the what the perception is what the interpretation is but it's like there's nothing to get done so everything that needs to be done is just easeful. There's not fighting against it. There's not trying to battle it. Okay? So, so everything, and, and, and whatever it is that seems to get done, this is the most important part because whatever seems to get done is only an illusion. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't change anything. Cause and effect is not what it seems. It's the energy of how the doing is coming. Where is it coming from? Is it coming from an inspired calling or is it coming out of fear? That's all you need to know. And, and, and as you're noticing, as you're just noticing, your mind is learning and the learning is happening automatically. There's no thing to fret or worry about or anything like that. You could take all those kinds of feelings and just kind of like hand them like a gift to the inner guide. Thank you for taking care of that for me. That's all. So, hooray, everyone. Hooray. hooray. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Hope. Thank you, too. Hope, you're so fake. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I am that. Don't let eat in. <laughs> but but the funny but the funny thing is when you know it when you know it 
you're not making other people out to be it. Mm. See? So everyone in, your, everyone in your perception is allowed to be as they are, purely innocent. You're not trying to project your fakeness, your narcissism onto people. You just know that all of that, which you perceive, is coming from your own mind. So then you don't need them to be that for you. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Malo, thank you. I love you. Oh, I'm not here next week, right? Mm -hmm. We have that all. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't need to record that. Aloha to everyone.